You're listening to audio provided by Valleydale Church. To find more resources or to donate to this ministry, please check out valleydale.org. What's the name of the third baseman for the break? That's not Juan Soto, is it? I saw no, it. No, no, no. I, I, I can't think of his name, you know. I can't think of what his name. I was stunned when I saw the <laughs> when I saw the contract price. What he got. Now that's yeah, now how, he's not making anything. Well, now that's how you could get into baseball. Coach? Just, coach, manager, that sort of thing? Yeah. No, but, I can do that, man. I can go out there and throw a fit with an umpire. <laughs> Kick dirt all over his shoes, <laughs> you know. I just love – is that not one of the best things in baseball? Just, I love argument? it. I well, love you, it. Do you remember the guy – I can't remember who it was, if it was Pirates or who. The coach goes out there, he's just throwing a fit. <laughs> Man, and he goes and he pulls up third base. Yes. And he throws oh, it out there that? and he walks over and he pulls up second base. Uh, <laughs> Lou, was it Lou Pinella? Who was that? Look uh, that up. Whoever uh, threw it. Austin Riley a third baseman first? What, Austin Riley on For the Braves? For the Braves? Yeah. I, it may I don't be. I know, maybe. Yeah. Um, look well, up, who was the famous guy? Oh, I'm going to think of his name right beforehand. Yeah, he threw this huge fit. He's ripping bases Coaches. out of the ground. Yeah, it was it was. Oh, hilarious. it's so He's good. Just stomping around. No. Kicking dust. Lou Pinella. Lou Pinella. Okay, I was right. Wow, thank the Lord. My mind hasn't completely left. He me. goes out there and kicks dirt all over home plate. <laughs> you know, just covers. Love it. He covers it up. One of these guys, he goes and he covers it up, and then he draws this great big thing <laughs> around. You know, like a big home plate. Like Christ Himself is that, drawing is that in what the you're, Is that what you're calling? You know, on a base that's up. I just uh, love yeah. baseball. I remember following the Braves, I forget what year it was, and I was just like rooting for Bobby Cox to break the all-time record for getting thrown yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And he would just come out and, you know, then the announcers would be, oh, here, here, here comes Bobby out of the out – the, he's going to do it again. <laughs> Will he argue long enough to get thrown out? The sad thing about Bobby Cox was he would do that to his wife. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was notorious for being abusive to his wife. Oh, that's terrible. I didn't know that part. Yeah. Who was the guy that always sat next to him that was just rocking the whole game? Do you remember that? The Braves in the 90s. <laughs> I can't remember what his name was. But he'd, I don't know, but he would always be – he'd have a huge chew going, and he'd just be rocking the whole time. Um. I just I just love baseball. Well, you tweeted that like a couple weeks ago. It was that that terrible missed call at home plate. Oh, it was awful. Yeah. <laughs> and the announcers were like, "This is egregious." And the up just stands his ground and he won't he won't move a muscle. Yeah, and gosh, who was the ump? And I can't think of his name. It was there. He's notorious in the the bad call department. Yeah. Well, he it's tough being. He's an one of those guys that's been there forever i don't know anyway 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 okay yeah no, enough baseball talk i guess i just <laughs> i just love it too much it is baseball season the orioles had an 11 game winning streak a couple of weeks ago so i was on cloud nine for a minute because they've been the worst team in baseball for like three years but uh maybe, maybe a little longer well yeah might, <laughs> might be a little longer than that you know the last time they were good was really in the 90s 
Well, and that was another yeah. umpire thing when Roberto Alomar spit in the ump's face. Oh, do you remember yes, that? Yes, I do. That was a huge I thought thing. that was just despicable. That, it, yeah. He never lived it down. He was playing incredibly that year. and then, But, you know, just the booze everywhere he went. That yep. was a rough one. Yep, yep, yep. Well, what do you think we should talk about today, Pastor? Should we talk about uh, Josh? The umpire story? forgiving. Oh, right. Being Ooh, spit in I your missed face. the segue. <laughs> did the umpire ever – you know, he, that umpire did forgive him. Did he? Um, yeah, it was years later, and they kind of had a get-together. And um, I saw yesterday I was – because, you know, Vin Scully passed away this yes. past week, yeah. the famous yeah. announcer. So they're replaying yeah. all of Vin's famous calls. And my personal favorite – is uh, Kirk Gibson's home run in the 1988 World Series. Game mm -hmm. one, it's the Dodgers versus the Oakland Athletics. He comes up in the ninth inning. Both legs are injured. The only way he can do, help his team is by getting a home run. What year was that? I thought it was 88. Was, it was that the year they had the earthquake? I think so. Let me tell you, I pastored, and I'm trying, trying as hard as I can to think of his name. I pastored the guy that pitched in that game. Dennis Eckersley, or was it a different <laughs> one? There's so many pitchers in those World oh, Series yeah, there's games. A hundred of them. Um, gosh, I can't think of his name. And they follow me. Storm Davis. Storm Davis. Yes. What year? Look up what year was the earthquake? Was it '84 or '88? The one. Yeah, it was in the middle of the. Yeah, it was in the middle of the. It's in the middle of the game. Joanna's vacation is worn off. She's giving me attitude again. Um, I don't know. The earthquake was in the middle of the baseball game. It was in 89. 89. Okay, so they, okay. Didn't win. they didn't win the championship yeah. that year. It was the previous so, year. So, anyway. But it, I, I, I brought it up because then, then Kirk Gibson, um, obviously my favorite, favorite baseball player, Kirk Gibson and Dennis Eckersley, like they met 30 years later to talk yeah. about that at bat and that sort of thing. And it was just kind of fun seeing them. I don't know. There's, you, you don't need any forgiveness there. But um, it's, it's an interesting exercise in how, like, time – heals different things. Yeah, yeah. I guess if you let it, because that was the point of the message yesterday. It's like you can continue to eat. You even finished your, your uh, you talked about eating the fruit of unforgiveness and yeah. how that'll mess. With. Okay, by the way, I, I've, been, I've been dying to ask you this. Okay. So like three weeks ago, yeah. you talked about the king in Europe who was famous for eating himself to death. Yeah, and, I did. Yeah. And then yesterday, you yeah, finished your yeah. message. Ronaldo. With Ronaldo the fat, the fat. Who ate himself to death. So my question is, like, has Miss Debbie just got you on a crazy <laughs> diet? <laughs> well, yeah. Like, are you okay? Yeah, yeah. And is she listen, you? when you look out in the congregation and you see your wife back there talking with Dr. Blackburn, <laughs> you know, it is not going to be good. Whatever it is, is not going to be good. I try to keep while the you're two preaching, of them she's ignoring the apart. Message. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, no, not during my message. I know, after I'm the just message, giving you a hard time. <laughs> so any, anyway, you read it. You can yeah, read the you know, lips. No that Krispy story creams. about Ronald the Fat is, yeah, and you gotta love these get people's names. Oh, they got, they're perfect. Uh, Philip the Fair, you know, oh, yeah. was the king of uh, France uh, during. I'm reading a book right now called The Three Edwards. Okay. And I'm trying to finish up a book on this book that just came out on Lincoln, which is really Are you going to do another book club? Well, you people know, if they ask me to. People love the book club. If they ask me to do that. So the three Edwards, what's going on there? You know, it's Edward the first, the second, and the third oh, of okay. England. And uh, that's where the story of Ronald the Fat is. 
can't even hear it without laughing. You know, Reginald, Reginald, the Reginald the Fat, you know, his brother. That is just a fascinating, I mean, it sounds like a Count of Monte Cristo yeah, level it is. kind of thing. Yeah, it does. It Ten really does. Ten years, he can walk out at any time if he'll only lose weight and fit through the door, but yeah. he won't do it. And then his brother dies, so they release him. I guess they chisel away. And they they have to take out a piece of the wall, not just you know open the the jail door, which was never locked. He could get out, but he was too big to get through it, and so they had to chisel out a piece of the wall to get him out. And he lives less than a year. And he ate himself <clears throat> to death after that. Never learned any kind of discipline. Well, he died from complications of being so grossly overweight. <sighs> She's a whiz. That that is that is quite a story. But you talked about how that like that's just how for unforgiveness eats away. I, another well, it just imprisons you, and you can't stop it. Another illustration that you used, um, fascinating to me, was that of James Garfield, president yeah. of the United States. Yeah. He was only president for four months. I knew that he was assassinated because he was shot. But I had no idea that he potentially could have lived through the wound he sustained, yeah. if not for the doctors continuing to probe the wound. Yep, yep. Yeah, just if they'd have left it alone. You know, there are people that are walking around today with pieces of metal in them, pieces right, of bullet shrapnel, in them, yep. you know. Um, but if they'd have just left it alone, but they couldn't. They, they kept going, opening the wound, sticking their, wound, sticking their oh, fingers. In. They kept doing that to Lincoln as well, but Lincoln was... Uh, he was gone. Well, the head, I mean, a head yeah, wound is, yeah. is a little bit different. Yeah. But just th thinking about thinking about that, just again, how that, that's, there's something about the unforgiveness sin in particular that eats away at people. You know, there's a verse back in Hebrews that, and I, I may get to it at some point in time, that people I don't think ever read and think about. I think about it a lot. Oh, well, hit us and up with it. And it is, um, it's a verse that deals with bitterness in uh, chapter 12 of Hebrews. Um, let me look, look, right he look into Hebrews 12. Uh, for they this much, let's see. We're looking for a pastor that, or we're looking for a verse that pastor thinks about all the time. Well, I, I think about it from time to time. From time um, to time. I know what you're going through right now. Yeah. This happened to me. This happened to well, me. Well, this is a new Thursday. Bible, and I don't have it marked, and I'm looking in the 12th chapter. He's, he's talking about bitterness. Make, let's see, where is that? Keep looking for it. I've got, I'll start something else here. Because uh, Leo Mazzoni is who? Oh, Mazzoni, yeah, for the Braves. <laughs> Man, we're random today. All these this is good. Values. We don't have a meeting to go to, so we can we can talk for as long as do we, we need not, to. Do we not have a 9.30? Well, it's at 9.30. We've got an hour, Pastor. Oh. The people, okay. This is riveting radio for people. Okay, um, well, they're riveted. I'm just frustrated. I keep asking Rick Burgess to come on with us. I just don't know he what he's doing. He can't stand the competition. I just don't know what he's doing every Monday morning. You can't find it. Well, let me, let me Here it is. Gears. See to oh, it that no, no one comes short of the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble, and by it many be defiled. That word defiled right there, the best way to explain that word, you know when, when robbers go into a bank and they steal money, they'll put a die pack so that it'll explode on them and it ruins, oh, right. it ruins, ruins the, the money and it gets yeah. on them and you can't get it off. Well, that's, that's exactly what that word is. There. Like it stains is people? Bitterness will stain you. In fact, there are some translations that translate it that way and be stained by it. 
that it stains your life. It stains everything that bitterness stains everything that it gets on. And so you're saying, and, and you, you unpacked this really helpfully yesterday. You're basically saying that Paul writes to Philemon saying, you're going to be tempted towards bitterness, but please, please choose forgiveness instead. Yeah, and he does it in front of the whole congregation. Now, that was fascinating to me when you unpacked, and, and like I really commend this to anybody that's watching our, our recap without hearing the message. Please go listen to this. It's, I mean, I'm, just because the, the way that it was contextualized, you really opened my eyes just seeing about how it's not just about Philemon. It's about how he w- the religion that he was converted out of and yeah. then his wife mm-hmm. and his son and how forgiveness can greatly impact them and change change yeah. them. You know, there there are these pronoun changes between uh, singular and plural. And that's important. Here, because like in verse 2, he talks about, you know, and to the church in your, which is singular. Yeah. And then he turns around in verse 3 and he says, grace to you, which is plural. So it's obviously... You know, if Tychius is reading this, um, he, I'm sure he looks and he says, and to the church in your house, and grace to all of you, you right. know, is basically what he's doing. So it's being read in front of the congregation. So it's a really vulnerable thing, because it's a, it's a personal correspondence in a sense, but Paul is opening it up to the whole church. Yeah. yeah. Which you said that follows logically, because... Small church, big church, like news just travels fast. It, it does. They, and they, here was the point. Everybody hears about the upset between somebody. What they never hear the is the victory that comes through forgiveness. That's a really good point. It's so easy for we, us we to We will spread the negative news, but we never spread the good news. Well, and we need, we need to work on that. Uh, I imagine you're going to unpack that even more because there, you know, there's there's a lot more here for you to tackle in the next uh, three weeks or so. I, I will. I'll do four, five, six, and seven this coming Sunday, Lord willing. One thing that that surprised me. I mean, it was a serendipity. It was a pleasant surprise. Was like I went and well, you know, I'm a seminary. Was student it a serendipity? Um, I go and I I was trying to set up the message and I read that those couple verses from Colossians. And then yeah, you, you got did. up you there. You set it up just perfect. Well, and for then me. you, but we didn't talk about this. And no? then you get up there and you're like, and Kirkwood read that because Colossians and Philippians were, or Colossians and Philemon were written at the exact same time. I and think I'm like, so. of course they were. Gosh. I didn't know that. That's really, but there, the content is very similar. And then he addresses the, uh, with regards to forgiveness. But then you're saying that Philemon was the leader, or rather he hosted the church in Colossae. Yeah, I don't know if he was the pastor there. It may have been. It was in because his house. I get the impression, I mean, I get the impression that he would go and listen to Paul teach in Ephesus and would come back and would share what had been taught. But at the very least... It, the, the church is being hosted in his home. Yes, it's in his home. To the church wealthy, in your house. Got to be a wealthy person. Well, to, to have a church people. meeting in there, you've got to. And he owns a slave, you know. Right. Which, if he owned one, most likely he owned a number of slaves. Well, and that was an interesting cultural note, and I'm glad that you said it. Just like cause in, in, in the and we've had to talk about this before in the United States history, of the United States horrible stain of slavery in our past. Yeah. yeah. Um, this wasn't necessarily good, but it was very different. You kind of have to in in a lot of ways. Slavery covered a spectrum, because there were some slaves that were adopted that, that became children, like children to the family. Oh, really? Yeah, and then there were a lot of slaves that were 
They sent them to medical school. They would be the doctor. Oh, that's very interesting. They would be uh, educated to be teachers, poets, uh, artists. It, it's kind of a, then you go all the way to the other end of the spectrum to where they were treated like chattel, yeah, you know, like property or whatever. like property. But there, there's this whole widespread, and, and so to compare it to what slavery was in the South, uh, you can't really do it. Right. I mean, it's it's it's, it's sim- if you're a slave, you're a slave. I understand that. You know, but there was a difference between the way slaves were treated. And here the Roman Empire would go in and they would conquer a nation. They'd just take the people and put them into slavery. Well, and you talked about how there was no fighting against that just because, like, it, it was just instant death. It, well, it, it was, but the, you grew up in a mindset that this is the way the world is. So, and, and that's basically, that's helpful as we try to understand the relationship that Philemon is going to have with yeah. Onesimus. Because everybody wants to know, well, why didn't Paul say, hey, you should set him free? Well, in Paul's mind, probably Paul never even thought in those terms. But he did undermine the whole institution of slavery when he comes and he says, you take him back as a brother. Yes. You know, this, I can't wait. He's not just a slave anymore to you. He's now your brother. And w- which to me undermines the entire issue of slavery in the New Testament. Well, people have the same problem when you get to men's and women's issues as well, you know, because because if you look closely, you see Paul undermining the whole um, the whole system at the time, which is women were treated as property. Sure. But Paul says yeah. over and over, no, you're equal in the, in the eyes, equal yeah. image bearers in the yes. eyes of God. Yes, yes, yes. Jesus did the same thing right. with women. I mean, it, they both, they elevate, the New Testament elevates. That's one of the great appeals in that day to women. Most of the people in the church were not Philemon's. Most of the people in the church were women, children, and slaves. That is to say they weren't wealthy people. It was women, yes. children, and slaves. Yeah. That's, that's, it's helpful for me to talk about. This has been one of the biggest, like, I guess, phil- philosophical shifts in my mind as I'm getting older, is trying to understand, like, the Bible was not written by Americans, you know, for Americans, to Americans. Like, it was yeah. written in a different time, in a different context, mm-hmm. with a specific purpose. And to properly understand that and understand exactly what God is saying, mm-hmm. you've really got it. You have to remove yourself. You can't be anachronistic and assume mm-hmm. that that era was the exact same as what we're in now. Well, I, I think we do that with a lot of history. I think we're doing that right now in this culture with history. Oh, really? You know? Yeah. You know, with uh, really revisionist history. Oh, sure, you know, I let's take history saying. and let's you know write this out or take them out. Or you know, you look at somebody like Washington and you say, well, he owned slaves, so nothing that he did was ever good. You you lose you lose a whole perspective there. I, this book that's out on Jefferson right now, that's written by a Baptist who teaches down at Baylor, um, on uh, it's called uh, Flesh and Spirit. And in reading the book, it's it's so wild to me to read how conflicted Jefferson is over slavery. Now, Jefferson was one of the greatest minds this nation ever produced, and he's struggling with the whole issue of slavery, and yet he keeps buying more slaves. He buys slaves, like he has children with slaves. Yes, you know? and, and yet he is struggling. I mean, it's like, a, it's like he's under conviction about it. But it's like, I don't know what I do. Now, nobody is in, nobody's in favor of slavery. 
Of course. But, you, you know, can you not learn something from that? Can you not go back and read and learn and, and gain some truth and at least have some understanding? These people, they wrestled with things even though it was a part of their lives, which should point to us that there was something going on there. Absolutely. I think, you know, Washington did the same thing. He struggled with the whole thing uh, of slavery, but yet he had, there were slaves there. Well, I think that's the kind of thing, I, you know, I, I think a lot, I'm sure you think about this even more than me, like what, how will history judge our time? You know, how well, will that's the thing. People are going to turn around and they're going to assign they're going to cancel us yeah. uh, for some whatever it is that we've done that they well, don't I, like. Yeah, I keep wondering, like, you know, if, is it something with the phones or whatever? Like, those people, you know, they, they are like, you know, those pastors, they claim to be focused on Christ. They claim that was the most important thing. Can you believe that they use these horrible devices that are basically yeah, cigarettes and they destroy your I don't brain know. And all I don't know stuff? what it'll be. You it'll know. be something, yeah. though, you know, something that we don't even see. And That's exactly judge, right. Even though slavery has been wrong since you know, all of human history, it's been wrong. Yeah, However, no you know, when people grow up in a system, we've grown up in a system of taxes. Now, I have seriously, when they came to the place where they were going to separate the Hyde Amendment, do away with the Hyde Amendment, and my taxes now are going to go pay for people's abortions on demand, and you can have an abortion up until the ninth month and all of that, and I begin to think to myself, I don't want to be a part of that. You know, I've got to pay right. taxes, but what do I do? Right. I'm stuck here right. with a government that demands this of me. This is the way the culture is, and yet I feel like this is a gross, what am I going to say to the Lord one day? That's, you know, would he look at me and say, you should not have paid your taxes at that point? I don't know. That's a uh, tough it, one. It, it is very tough, and, and you cannot make light uh, because we don't live with the issue of slavery right now, um, you cannot make light of the struggle that they had and then ignore these people did do some things that were good even though they participated in something that we find to be terribly offensive and wrong. Well, maybe that's just back to the subject at hand. Of When you look back, you need to love, love the sinner and hate the sin. And do we do this? Exactly. Is there any forgiveness anywhere right. in the can, midst of all of can this? Can you forgive them of their sins and then look still at the good work they were able to do for the sake of the kingdom? Well, I hope that's what we do to each other. I certainly hope you so, know. too. Paul didn't call, he didn't write Philemon and just lay him in the dirt because he had a sin. I, I, but he did say when Onesimus comes back, now, this is your brother. Well, and he and he opens the letter with that kind of authority. Yeah. You know, so what is what is Philemon going to say other than, well, the you know the authority of God is coming through Paul and telling me what to do. So I guess I better do it. Well, Paul comes and appeals to him as a prisoner. He says, "I'm in chains," <laughs> which is kind of an interesting thing. He, he's appealing to this guy who owns a slave, knowing that this runaway slave is going to go back because he's got to do what's right. Yes. Onesimus has to do what's right. Right. And so he's going to go back to Philemon, and Paul writes to me, says, "Hey, just let me let let, let me uh, let me tell you, I'm I'm in chains." So you know, it's kind <laughs> of a play off of that. That's a really you're not going to put this guy in chains, I don't think. But you need to know I'm in chains, but my chains are the chains of Christ Jesus. Mm, well said. You, you think it's the chains of Rome, but listen, these are really the chains of Christ Jesus. God has put me here for a purpose. I'm in, I'm enslaved to Him. Yeah.
Um, so next week you're going to the f- four through seven, I think is what you said, four, yes. five, six, and seven. Yep. And so you've decided, right, that you're going to begin every message with Mac Brunson, a servant of Christ Jesus, <laughs> yeah. preaching to you by the authority vested <laughs> yeah. through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Something like that. That is kind of interesting, though. I love it. But it it was very much the way they would, you know, and it makes more sense to me to start a letter off, hey, this is Mac, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, instead of putting it at the end, although you generally, you look, first thing you do is you look to see who it's from. But he started those letters off to Timothy and Titus in that way because there was a, uh, in a sense, a hierarchy here, he's saying, I'm Paul. You're my son in the ministry, right. Timothy. You're my son in the ministry, Titus. Now, listen, let me tell you how to handle these church situations, Yes, which is what he does in the pastorals. Well, and he understands that they are going to be read yep. in front of other yep. people as well. Yep, they were to be read in front of Ephesus, and uh, Titus was in Crete, I believe. So they would have heard. And he tells them how to set up a structure. He, in fact, he tells them, you know, they are to appoint the elders. And put them in place. I to... tell the elders that, and they never comment. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Is there anything else? No, we got, I got to all the things I wanted to talk about. You want to? You is there anything uh, you want to tell us about uh, this week or anything? You traveling mm-hmm. at all this week? Going anywhere? I, I've got to leave here in shortly. I've got a some personal business I got it okay. that came up over the weekend. You're going to go tell Jeff, you just but I'll be right can't back. Make it to that 9:30. No, no, no. I'm here. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be here. Oh, that's right. Connection Sunday's coming this up. This Sunday. This Sunday. Yeah, yeah, we got the... Which is, this Sunday is what? The, the 14th. 14th. Yeah. 14th. Yeah, so everybody, you know, you can come for... There's going to be sausage balls and donuts and, um, yeah. Nothing I can eat. Nothing that Pastor can eat because Miss Debbie that talked too much with Dr. Vance. That anybody can see. Uh, if, if I can sneak it, then I can eat it. Okay. So you're going to... So Pastor's going to be sneaking food. If you see Pastor sneaking little, food on Sunday... I get little Sunday, kids to go get it for Please me. do not interrupt him. <laughs> Just let let the man have the simple joy of getting to eat I one sent, of the sausage rolls. I send some rolls. of the little kids over there to pick up. I said, go, Is that go, what go you get, got my go kids me, doing? Go get me a couple of those. I saw those my kids rolls. running around. I'm like, sweetie, that's way too much. For, it's for Pastor. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, and then hell, if you want to try, this is this is an important thing. If if it's time for you to try a different life group, maybe you know, if, it's, if it's a time change, you need to switch hours. You know, if you're sensing the Lord's moving you to a different group, this is a great week to try a new place, a new life group. We have a few of them launching as well, so I'm yeah, excited about so. that. That's right, because they're doing an event. Joanna's reminding me they're doing that event after the second service where you're going to be able to see and hear from all the new life group leaders and I think some of the current life group yeah. leaders. It's free lunch. There is such a thing as a free lunch. And you can have well. a free lunch and decide which life group you're going to go to. And choir and orchestra are back this week. We're raising the roof. Yay. I think that's everything. Good. You ready to cut this feed yeah, so we can do that. our do Keep our 90-minute baseball podcast? we got another baseball podcast to do after this. Do Did you, you want to do that? No. <laughs> I've got a counseling appointment in 15 minutes. <laughs>